T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Well, you have to scramble in life, too, and things aren't going your way. Yeah, you do. Ugh, come on. You don't want that uplifting message? I mean... I just I don't like when there's sports analogies made in life. I don't like that because I just think it's too convenient and lame. I do. Hmm. I don't like it. And so it's like you have to, you know, when you're in the pocket in life, when it's the fourth quarter and two minutes to go, no. <laughs> what are you going to do? You know? <laughs> just like in the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. When it's fourth Stop. and goal. It's just, I mean... What play are you going to call? <laughs> Just shut up. Well, he has nothing when, to do with normal everyday life. When you're in the trenches. Like, like don't give me some, like, up to my nose and bills. I don't need to hear your so just stupid say that. sports okay. analogy. Okay, when you're up to your nose and bills, what are you going to do? I'm going to tell you what do? I did. Because it was fourth and goal, and it was cold. <laughs> so there was only one option. I was yeah. to sell drugs. What do you do? <laughs> and all of a sudden, I was able to pay every bill off. You are terrible, man. Let You let Bernie do what he needs to do to get his message across. Okay? We're going to have him Works on. for him. Well, it's, uh, it's a squib pro quo, whatever that is. <laughs> Quid pro quo. Yeah, that whole thing. We'll take some calamari, too, though. <laughs> yeah, I love calamari. They should send us some for promoting this, right? Calamari? Yes. <laughs> I was going to say, maybe like a book. I don't think they can no, send no, no, it. No, no, no. Well, you yeah. keep the book. No, no, I mean like that. You know, I'm not dismissive of the book. But take <laughs> Who the food. cares? No, take don't send food. me the book. I'm not reading a book. I just want to ask him about the Browns. I don't send care about the book. Food coupons. I'll read. I'll tell. I'll promote his book and whatever the hell else. But I don't really. I'm not going to read his book. <laughs> you kidding me? You may learn something. Learn how to scramble. <laughs> the most recognizable name in football's most pathetic franchise, <laughs> other than Jim Brown. The last great quarterback. Yeah, well, he'll be Brian Sipe in like uh, 20 minutes or so. Uh, the NBA season starts tonight, and you've got the Kyrie Irving Cleveland Cavaliers deal happening with the Celtics and the Cavaliers playing one another. And. You know, it is it is too early for me. I mentioned this at the top of the show. I, I'm not mentally prepared for the NBA right now. I'm sure I'll get into it once the season gets going. You know, I also think that you know, being a Knicks fan, I know that they're not going to do a damn thing this year at all. So you just want this year to kind of like move along. And the real storylines aren't going to present themselves, in my opinion, probably until January. But you do have NBA basketball. I mean, what's really going to happen tonight, right? Between LeBron and Kyrie, were they going to spit on each other? Yes. Or like I, uh, whatever. You don't think um, so? Man. No. <laughs> He's going to get booed though for sure. I guarantee you Kyrie will get yeah, booed after the Boston comedy right. made. A he, real I don't think he talk. would. I don't think he would have prior no. to that. No, I, I would agree. But now I think he definitely gets booed. Yeah. So I mean, it'll he be deal with it. Somewhat interesting, and he probably expects that considering the comments he made. And uh, I mean, diehard fans in both. Uh, places, I mean, so uh, to sit there and uh, make derisive comments. I, I don't know if 
Maybe Derisif is 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 too strong, but uh, to don't think they were just dumb. Yeah, you don't say about that. one faction in which you enjoy a, a success, uh, especially when LeBron returned, and and then uh, you just you're new to this this uh, this other city. You've only been there maybe a couple of weeks, and all of a sudden you have this assessment that this is a more of a real sports town than the one you just left. That's difficult. Yeah, maybe it was just that there. It's a bigger city. There's more people. There's more to do. Maybe that's what he meant. More alive I mean, uh, than Cleveland. Because there's no doubting that that's the truth. But when he puts Sports City in there, yeah, and there you can't. Once you get those cities, Boston, New York, Cleveland, Pittsburgh, I'm leaving one out. Like those are the ones I always I always go to Buffalo, but they don't have all the the teams. They just have two. So it's hard to say. Detroit, Detroit's another one. That's a good one. Yeah. But when you get like they're all on the same, I can't. You can't pick which one's be- Philadelphia. You can't pick which yeah. one's better. And out the of only one that doesn't have NBA but has everything else is Pittsburgh. Out of the ones you just mentioned, right, right. Yeah. And but Cleveland doesn't have hockey. Oh, Cleveland doesn't have hockey. Right down the road, Columbus. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, no Denver. No, I don't think so. It's no, just, what? there's too much stuff going on out there. Denver's what. And not not on that same level as other places, mm. I, in my opinion. I don't know. It's just not. It's just it's different. It's just you they think? got they got yeah they got what? weed they got skiing. <laughs> you know they don't no. need this. they don't you need com- this. You, com- you combine both and you have a hell of a good time. Right? Like the Rockies, <laughs> do you put the Rockies in that conversation, Pete? Uh, I mean the, the passionate Rockies fans that are. I mean, come on. No, you don't hear that too. The often. Nuggets. Uh, this is not a guy. Uh, the Avalanche? Yeah. That's what you're going to go with? The Avalanche were winning titles a couple years ago. A couple years ago? Or maybe a decade ago. <laughs> when was the last time they won a title? We discussed that 2002, on? maybe? Okay. A decade ago. Over a decade. Um, so that would be my guess. <laughs> Somewhere around there. More than that. Mid-2000. Yeah. Ecstasy of gold. I would not put Denver in that same conversation. Personally. As a real sports city, not a real. Oh. I'm not saying real sports city. I'm saying there's there's ones that are like in the top where it's just like your whole world in that place. Like the grandmother's well, into well, it. Football, yes, Denver, but all the other sports, right? You're I'm correct. T- you right. know, like a place like like I, don't know, I always talk about Cleveland and Pittsburgh. Those places. 2001. For okay. Avalanche. Yeah. Uh, no football. That's it. Where you had just the rabbit yeah. fans there, but they support the other teams. 2001, that Avalanche winning Stanley Cup. Yeah. yeah. But my point is, like, it just, you can't, I mean, Boston and Cleveland, they're great sports cities. They got mm-hmm. great sports fans. Mm-hmm. You can't say one's better than the other. Dallas, wanna... great sports fans. What? They do. They show up for the Mavs. Of course, they show up for the Cowboys, show up for the Rangers. Stars. Yeah. Uh... When they were good. Back in 2000? What's the better? This will this will get people going. I'm sure, do they have this conversation in Texas? Better sports city, Dallas or Houston? Of course they do. All the time. It has and to be Dallas. You think? Because yeah. of the Cowboys. Yeah. Yes! I think there's. I think the Astro fans are better than Rangers fans. And the, the, the Astro fans are what? They're better fans than the Rangers fans. It's clear. It's obvious. Well, this and the Rockets, Rockets fans... Definitely better than Mavs fans. Are you crazy? There's no doubt about no it. No way. Everybody knows that. Science behind it. The last time the, the Rockets won a title were, was uh, mid-90s. Yeah. Because Jordan 
retired. And Elijah Wan over the Knicks. Right, and, and they still owe Jordan two rings. And uh, the Mavs won, what, back in 2000? So? I mean, so, the, the Cubs the Cubs had great fans before they won their World Series. What the, they do the, anything? the Mavs have better fans. No, we all know that you're wrong about I that. I mean, the old summit now is the Joel Olstein Center. <laughs> so Come on. Yeah, well, they gave up on the on the Rockets. No, well, they needed a new venue. They, they built a new place, Toyota Center. Yeah, come on, 2011 no. for Dallas. 2011. Not, not what did you say? I said I didn't say. I said the mid 2000s, didn't I? You said 2000. I said, said mid 2000. There's no way. The year 2000. 2000. I said mid 2000. There's no way that was the team that beat the Heat with LeBron and Wade. You didn't say 2000, did you? No. No, I knew it was more recent than <laughs> 2000. 2000. Oh, oh man! Yeah, come like on. Graduated Mike. high school. Did I stutter? Did your ears flap? I didn't. Actually, I didn't hear it. Anyway, be Mavs are better. Because if I would have heard that, I would have. Mavs been funny. fans are better than Rocket fans. Because I jumped all over you with the the avalanche thing. If I would have heard that. That was one. in the two thousands. I was right. Yeah, but you were like you said two thousand. You said like I said a couple years. Anyway, ago. Dallas fans more rabid than Houston fans. Okay, man, I tell we you, cleared you, that with up you, with your life. We've cleared Your that Your timeline out. sometimes with yeah. sports gets a little... And how about the San Antonio Spurs fans? They're Those basketball fans, they probably outdo the Rockets and the Mavs. Sure. I would go with that. All right. Why we not? finally agree on something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. How about the uh, Seattle fans? Nah. Loud as they get? Nah. No? Yeah, they couldn't keep a basketball team there. Mm. They want another one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, they do that soccer team. They like them. I know that much. And the MLS. Really? Min- Minneapolis. You brought, you brought that into the equation. They do. They love that team. Oh, man. I'm serious. I, I know they do, up. but that doesn't register here. Well, that no. I understand they That love. would be a good – that actually supports the argument of being a good sports city. Oh, if they're okay. showing up for MLS soccer. So, all right, let's listen to this. I did. I actually – I would have corrected you if I had heard this when it was live, but this is what you said about the Mavericks. Mikey B wants to play this. The Mavs won, what, back in 2000? Back in mid two thousand, <laughs> what? Back in two thousand, two thousand. The Mavericks are probably horrible in two thousand, right? Doesn't that sound like a time where they'd be terrible? <laughs> Bottom of the back, back, back in the two thousands. You, you forget yeah, the two thousand. The posture the S there, man. Fifty three and twenty nine. Oh, so they were uh-huh. under Don Nelson. Yeah, oh, good. They were, they were pretty good. Probably a Boom. kid in all of them. Yeah, I guess. Stand corrected. Yes. <laughs> so they won a championship. Though. I didn't say they won a championship. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Back in two thousand. Twenty eleven, man. That's all. <laughs> you really think that six years ago seventeen? <laughs> because we gotta have a talk. Yes. If that if that is where your brain is at, that's scary. Mm. You know? I mean, 2011 was not that long ago. It was a long time ago. <laughs> not as long as 2000. Seven years ago, man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, you ready for the NBA? No! <laughs> not ready for the NBA. You, and you don't like the NBA. I didn't say I didn't like the NBA. And you don't like it. I, You've never not, liked it. That is not fair. Well, I've never liked it. You've never been an NBA guy. What? You you just dis- watching the NBA. You despise Dr. today's J. NBA. I do not. Does he not? He hates today's NBA. Oh God, I hate when you put words in my mouth. Strong dislike. That's so untrue. You talk about it all the time. Uh, when, they, when I watch the NBA, they, men were men. That's what I, <laughs> that's what I hear from you all. Guys used to get elbows and stuff. <laughs> Big men could, you know, they were fat. Instead of like lanky bastard tanging the three-point line. <laughs> 
Man, people didn't leave teams. They didn't rest. This is true. They didn't rest. <laughs> pansy ass resting players. This is true now. That's all you say. Your last two points were correct. <laughs> you Those say were this point. all the time. You hate the NBA. I do not hate. Hate is such a strong word. Oh, I do not man. hate. We actually okay, got an email from Adam Silver. So what can we do to get Brian back? <laughs> because we what, need him. How did you answer? It's <laughs> <laughs> a short list. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Send us a Nick City dancer and an egg sandwich. That was it. <laughs> so we're still waiting. That'll do it. Man, I want to have to get my egg sandwiches. The people didn't even I know. Her. I thought about that. What was up with that? I, so I went home and made me two. Oh, did you? Yes. Look at you. Made me two eggs, Evan. I like that. Yes. Uh, you old self-sufficient man yeah, that you are. You're damn good. Yeah, there's a, a truck outside that makes delicious egg sandwiches, bacon, egg, and cheese. Where are those folks from? Eastern Europe or something? I'm not sure. Yeah. I don't know. But, uh, and they weren't there. I guess they weren't there on Columbus Day either, so maybe they just take Mondays off. No. I don't know, maybe but they weren't there. I saw that. I was like, oh, man, he's going to be ticked off. Yeah. He's going to be the street, ticked off. No egg sandwich. Like, come on. Really? <laughs> I always get scared when the hotline rings. No, it was Bernie just double-checking the line is good and oh, we'll be ready okay. in 10. I was like, uh-oh, what do we say? What do we do? Oh, no, Bernie, no, no. Bernie called you? Yeah, he wanted to double-check the right line. and He really wants to plug confirm, that <laughs> Confirm that we're on time. You, usually we have to ping them a couple of times. Really? Bernie's not going to dry wow. hump us. He must He must need the money. <laughs> yeah, if he he really it, wants to promote his book, man. If he misses it now, something bad happens. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> like, definitely. Use this as like an alibi. Dry <laughs> hump him, as the saying goes. Yeah, as the saying goes. He's not dry humping us, baby. No uh, one else will, Mikey B. I'm like... You lay down the law. From I'm, here on I'm, out. I'm so scared when that hotline rings now. I get Why? so scared. I always think we're going to get yelled at. Oh, it's like something we said or what we did. You should Some, be used to us getting yelled at. Be- between six and seven, if the hotline blinks, be nervous. Hotline blinks. Oh, look at him. <laughs> oh, he's hip <laughs> now. Between oh, <laughs> look at Drake <laughs> over there. What up, Drake? The hotline blinks. That's a popular culture reference. <laughs> yeah, two years ago. <laughs> talk about me being Listen late to, to the you. party. Here you go. Let me finish the story. <laughs> no, hell no. When the hotline between blinks. Six and Listen, Gio, between the six and rings. seven. If the hotline blinks, that's when you should be petrified. The hotline blinks. <laughs> Did you mean to say that or was that an accident? It could have gone either way. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Now, listen, you two fellas, my co-hosts. If the hotline blings between 6 and 7, cut it off, okay? 7 to 9, uh, it's the in-studio. Oh, here we go, oh. blinging again. <laughs> the hotline blings. What a loser. Oh, man. That was great. Okay. You go, boy. Yeah, seriously. Mm, making, a, making a turn into coolness. Well, we'll have Andrew Bogish, and then the hotline's going to bling again when Bernie Kozar calls us to uh, promote he, his He book. lost some bling, didn't he? Yeah. Oh, Bernie. That's I all guess, right. He scrambled. So. He scrambled. And he's continuing to scramble yes, in he life. <laughs> he's converting third downs in tough situations in life. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all that's coming up. But first, listen to Brian. Yeah. Right? This is Brian Jones, in case you didn't know. And here's the deal. Relief Factor is not just for former or present athletes. Not at all. It's for anyone struggling with pain. Yes, athletes. But also, yes, for anyone with back, neck, shoulder, hip, or knee pain, foot pain, hand pain, or general muscle aches and pain. You can be 30 or you can be 95. If you're in pain, I suggest you give Relief Factor a try. I can't guarantee it'll work, but here's a tip. Almost 80% of people who ordered a three-week quick start for only $19.95 go on to order it again. That's under a dollar a day. 
to see if it can work for you like it did and currently does for me. And it's 100% drug-free. Honestly, if lowering or eliminating your pain for $19.95 sounds like too much money, then you must not be in much pain. Order the three-week quick start for $19.95 at relieffactor.com. I'm pleased to announce that for all of October, the owners of Relief Factor are donating $5 of each $19.95 three-week quick start to children in need. So help them out. Go to relieffactor.com to order now. Relieffactor.com. It's Gio and Jones on CBS Sports Radio. Uh, here's Bogish with an update, then we'll get Bernie Kozar on. Greg Bryan, Todd Frazier started the scoring with a three-run blast in the bottom of the second of Game 3 of the ALCS last night. The Astros then loaded the bases their next time up, an immediate chance to get right back in the game. All-star shortstop Carlos Correa almost took CC Sabathia deep. Now here's the 0-1. Swung on, a high pop. He's going to get out of it. Shallow, short. Didi makes the catch even before he hit the infield grass. So CC pitches in and out of trouble. Shallow short, also a home <laughs> run to right field. That's how Yankee Stadium works. <laughs> John Sterling on WFAN. Sabathia twirled six shutout innings while Todd Frazier and Aaron Judge clubbed those three-run homers. The 8-1 final cuts the Yankee deficit to 2-1. to one. Game four in the Bronx at 5.08 today. Coverage begins at 4.25 on WFAN. That line's not for you. That's for WCBS 880. Uh, Houston. <laughs> I was going to say, what the hell are you doing? This is what happens. You when, know what um, Brian's doing right now? Brian's taking relief factor right now. There's a lot of it. I saw him take it yesterday. Look at you. I use my products, man. Can't just go out there and advocate for a product you don't use. Yeah, he's swallowing a bunch of pills right now. It's just four. It's a bunch. Never take it four at once. A lot, it's not pills, a lot man. Four? It's four more than I take in the morning. Yeah. Good you don't have you. pain. I'm proud of you, man. Thank you. Uh, where was I? Oh, yeah. For those of you in New York, which is basically none of you, coverage begins at 425 on WFAN. Uh, Houston has picked Lance McCullers to start against Sonny Gray because... He's a really good pitcher. Thanks, A.J. Hinch. Uh, you Darvish and Kyle Hendricks on the mound for Game 3 of the NLCS. The Dodgers took their first two in L.A. First pitch at Wrigley is at 8 Central. Coverage begins at WFAN at 425. <laughs> Away from the postseason, the Mets expected to interview Cleveland pitching coach Mickey Calloway for their managerial opening today, uh, tomorrow. What? Uh, yeah, that confused me as Mickey well. Mickey Calloway? Mickey Calloway for manager. Sounds like a someone who would be in a, a Christmas. What's that uh, one with Tiny Tim? That yeah. Christmas story? Yeah, no, it's no, not Christmas the story. Ghost of Christmas past. Yeah, What's whatever. It? Like, like oh, why don't you go down to Mickey Calloway's place and <laughs> go get yourself a job, Tim? Yeah, mm-hmm. Or in Boondock States. It's one <laughs> yeah, or the other. Right. Mickey Calloway. <laughs> Who's uh, this? Former Tigers skipper Brad Ausmus has reportedly removed his name from Mets consideration. The Indianapolis Colts mm, led 13 not at halftime, 19 15 through three quarters of Monday Night Football in Nashville. But then the Titans won 36-22, a 53-yard touchdown pass to Taiwan. Taylor broke a tie, and then Derrick Henry scored on a 72-yard run. Back to the drawing board goes Indy head coach Chuck Pagano. we got to figure out, obviously, um, a way to uh, finish games, a way to put together a 60-minute ball game. Indy drops to 2-4. and four. Tennessee's 3-3, three and three, joining Houston and Jacksonville atop the powerful AFC South. The NFLPA will argue for an emergency restraining order allowing Ezekiel Elliott to play this week, and that happens this afternoon in a Manhattan courtroom. This morning in NYC, owners, players, and union officials will meet to continue their discussion over protesting during the national anthem. After a five-hour meeting yesterday, Louisville's Athletic Association fired Rick Pitino with cause 
Patino maintains he knew nothing of assistant coaches funneling money to recruits and their families. Tiger Woods has the green light to resume full yeah! golf activities. Six months after his latest back surgery, he is now the favorite to win the Masters next year. <laughs> and alone on ice last night. Left corner, Stamkos. Back for Nemestikov. Left no. corner, shot on net. No. Save made. Rebound is no. going to go in and bounce underneath Howard. That might have been touched by Kucherov. Oh, it was, Dave Mishkin. <laughs> oh, damn, Kucherov. Kucherov, again. Wait, Kucherov. So, was that Stanley Cup already? Because he was screaming like it was. I like the downshift, though. That was a new trick. Yeah, by I, I, you're right. I took my headphones off, so I didn't hear most of it. Oh, man. Because I knew it was All I heard was Stamkos, and I just, that was that's all I needed to hear. <sighs> what a finish! I think you should play it again for him. No. We got Bernie Kozar on the cool. line. He doesn't need to hear that. His ears are going to start bleeding. Thanks, Bogish. Mm-hmm. Bye, right. Bogish. Bernie Kozar, former NFL quarterback. He's a legendary Cleveland Brown. He's got a new book, Learning to Scramble. He's going to be doing a book signing on October 18th at Barnes & Noble in Crocker Park at 7 to 9 in Westlake, Ohio, if you're around that area and you love the Browns and you love Bernie Kozar. Other events and signings will be posted on his website, BernieKozar19.com, and also check his Facebook page. Bernie, good morning. Thanks for joining us. How are you? Hey, good morning. Thanks for the wake-up call with the old hockey clip. There. <laughs> yeah, I know. That guy just stinks. <laughs> yeah, I get you going. <laughs> that guy just hey, man, yells. He has passion. Oh, he yells he way too passion much. passion for his craft. Yeah. What's wrong with you? Just dial it back. Bernie had passion for his craft. Yeah, of course he did. He used to scream and yell. He didn't sound that annoying, but yeah, he definitely, oh. he definitely had that, passion. That, that depends on your perspective, what right. wide receiver or, uh, or um, running back you had been talking to at the time. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to remember some of your wide receivers. I think at the end of your career, it was like Slaughter was there and Reggie Langham or something like that. Am I correct? Uh, your no. your English sounds a little bit like mine, but it's in the neighborhood. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah Reggie Lang, Reggie Langhorn, Langhorn, um, yes, uh, Brian Brennan, of course, Webster Slaughter, Webster Slaughter. Yeah, I was close. Brown from you. Yeah, I've been blessed. I've been blessed to play with some fantastic players. Cool. Now, before we get to the book, I want to ask you about one of my colleagues over at CBS Sports, and that's Gary Danielson. He was the starting quarterback when you were drafted. Give me some dirt on him, man. I really wish I could give you dirt. If you read the book, and again, this is not a a shameless plug for for the book, but Gary um, is in it quite a bit, and his influence on me, his. His mentorship and leadership. I don't want to make him feel old because in high school and junior high, I would watch Gary play for the Detroit Lions. So when I came to Cleveland in 1985, and Ernie Acorsi and Art Modell made the trade to get Gary to kind of um, transition me from college to pros, we ended up becoming best friends, roommates. It's really like my big brother. And yeah, Brian, I was going to wait a little bit into the interview to kind of give you some some flack about you working with, with Gary Danielson, but you know as good as me what an honor it is and what a genius he is in terms of football. Well, the interview's over now. Since yeah, you had nothing it. negative to say about it, man. Thanks for nothing. <laughs> yeah. If you're a Browns fan, you got to buy this book because it's the last time anything positive happened with that organization, <laughs> so you want to go back and, and, and read this. You know, this is just such a shame, and I've said this on on this show many times. Those fans out there are some of the best fans in sports, and they show up every single week, and it just doesn't seem like there's any sort of progress being made. And I thought that we'd see some this year, quite honestly, in the in the second year of Hugh Jackson. And the performance I saw on Sunday 
when they traveled to, to Houston. I mean, Kevin Hogan was – it was an atrocity how bad he was in that game. The team is just stuck in neutral, and it doesn't seem like it's getting better. When will it ever get better? Well, I don't want to sound like a, a quarterback apologist or taking care of taking care of guys who are the QBs, but quarterbacks, I use this phrase a lot, we're victims or beneficiaries of the guys around us. You know, we just mentioned early in the segment about some of the fantastic guys I played with. You know, you, there's a direct correlation to a quarterback in success and a quarterback in stats, good stats, and a quarterback in, in wins um, with good players, just like when you don't have guys making plays around you. So I know the quarterback's the focal point. Of course you want to get that handled and it does not appear like it's in stable shape just yet here in Cleveland. But also just as big a issue, if not more, is if guys around the quarterback, the receivers, the playmakers, haven't really been um, making these plays. And if you look close at the film, uh, Kevin Hogan didn't have a lot of options of guys running wide open and sent like, oh, my God, he missed them. Um, guys are covered pretty close in the game, and that's, that's disheartening when you're struggling. Bernie Kozar joining us here to talk about his book, Learning to Scramble. And uh, it says on your website, the majority of the problems you experienced were after your stellar career was over with. How did all the success and the, some ups, up and downs there in, in, at the pro level and throughout your football career, how did that help off the field with the problems you experienced later in life? Well, Brian, that's a great question because oh. I think football gets you ready for just about anything. And I'm not trying to say, oh, back when I played or the game was tougher than it is today. It's it's definitely a physical, tough game, especially today. But the inside drills, the uh, seven weeks of, of uh, training camp, five, six uh, preseason games, um, the amount of contact hitting and padded practice, the, the multiple days in a row of two-a-day to three-a-day practices, that really, really broke you down from a physical standpoint. And I think it was good for me in my life because it gave me a discipline, a structure, a, an ability to handle adversity, to, to handle things that aren't pleasant to do, and never stop, always move forward, um, never quitting, always getting back up. I, I talk about it in the book. I'm very proud of um, uh, and I don't maybe don't recommend this for kids driving to school today, but I never was carried off the field. I was never taken off on a stretcher. I came on the field with my own help, and I left with my own help. Now, with a couple broken ankles and broken legs and, and things of that nature, I'm not saying that was the smartest thing to do from a long-term quality of life perspective, but in terms of winning football games and showing my teammates that I belong and that I could make plays and I could be a leader of this team and you know, I'm not going to be denied trying to win the game. I really think I played with a lot of guys that ended up ultimately respecting my commitment to them and to that huddle and to winning that game in that locker room. Gio and Jones are the great Bernie Kozar across the country on CBS Sports Radio. What made you want to write this book? Well, I mean, trending sadly into my early 50s, still my brain thinks I'm that 20-something-year-old quarterback – and it was somewhat therapeutic to me. You know, I've watched so many guys. I think all of us have now seen the ESPN 3030s with um, the U and the one broke. And, uh, there's just so many good things out there. And this story is a reoccurring theme. And sometimes when you're going through it, 
you think you're the only one that this is happening to, or and you kind of feel on an island, you're not really sure who to turn to. Um, it's easier to talk about your successes in life than it is your, your challenges your or your obstacles. And there's so many guys my age to older, there's so many kids coming up that for other people to experience the story and, and realize, hey, it's not easy, just like it's not easy playing in the league. Um, sometimes it's not easy handling relationships and handling your money and trying to make people happy. I mean, one of the main uh, issues that kind of hurt me from a financial standpoint was I, I was just so proud to to be playing, be a professional football player. So proud to be playing in those playoff games and and national championship games and Super Bowls and playoffs, uh, division championships. It was so much fun. I wanted and growing up in a not a Section Eight housing area, but a lower demographic manufacturing steelworker town without many jobs when the mills closed. I was just so blessed and happy. I wanted the people around me, my family and friends, to uh, experience that type of happiness and that type of fun. And they kept saying, hey, it's, if I had money, if I got the money, then I'd be happy, and then I could do stuff with it. Well, I tried to grant their wishes, and I found out somewhat the slow or the hard way that um, sometimes you just can't buy your happiness. You have to explore it and find it yourself. Yeah, Brian's got a bunch of moochers in his life, too, so he knows exactly what you're talking about. If I could only be so lucky to have people asking me for my... It's been the other way no, around no, no. my whole life. No, I learned how to say... Well, I learned until how to... you hand... Go ahead, Bernie. That's, that's until you hand off the money, then they're not happy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I learned how to say no. Uh, I don't even answer the phone these days. Uh, now, you, you mentioned that you're hoping this book is a resource for others out there who may be experiencing what you've gone through who did you lean on or what did you lean on when you were going through what you uh, had to deal with? Well, I've had some really good close friends, and we started out talking about basically my big brother and, and Gary Danielson. Um, he's been a, a lifelong friend on and off the field, on and in and out of the locker room. There's been guys like that. There's been some, some business people and some um, men up here in the, the Ohio area. The University of Miami, we talk about some. Um, the U and the real family bonding tradition that we've created there. I'm very proud to still be a trustee at the U and we actually have our meetings this week. And I think we were just voted up to number eight in the country, uh, in the polls again. So, uh, so Mark Rick's doing a fantastic job, but some of those core people within the football community and the people that you kind of grew up with, um, on the field, uh, turned out to be some of my lifelong friends and, and guys that you were able to really turn to at any point, at any time, good or bad, and they were always there for me. Do you think that the Browns' recent ineptitude has helped your popularity? <laughs> I don't know if it's recent. I think it's the movie Groundhog Day. Well, you know what I'm saying. In the last, the fact that when they think of you, it's like the last time they they had good teams, it feels like. You know, whereas that's an interesting, it's an interesting point and, and a way of looking at. It. I'm a wannabe a psychologist, <laughs> um, and that type of that type of mindset. Um, ironically, I was just sent out a bench last night, um, and guys are saying basically just that. That um, you know, it's it's part of it was you know I think I played good, mm-hmm. but and I played tough, but also I think it, it does bring us back to a time when. Cleveland was one of the top few teams in the league, and 
whether we won it or not, we were always in it uh, to the at the top level for quite a few years in a row. And I, I think you're astutely correct that that's um, something that kind of crosses through people's mind. I'm proud of that. Well, uh, you just mentioned the U, and uh, I can't stand the damn U. My last college game was against the U when they were the U, and I think they've returned to being the U uh, this year with, with Mark Rick and the way they're winning ball games. I, I think Syracuse will be another tough one for them uh, this weekend, but they can handle it if they get that secondary together. Your book, Learning to Scramble, What is there uh, a, a certain passage or a certain chapter in this book that you think ideally would – serve as uh, a helpful tool for those current players down there to you? Yeah, and one of the main ones is never quit, always going forward. And I think I've Howard Snellenberger, um, University of Miami, 1983, when we won the national championship, a disciple of Bear Bryant, Don Shula, um, he, used to, he used to say to our um, – to our team, you know, and we find this as, as people today and for the listeners out there, we're worried about what we're going to do in five hours. We're going to worry about what's happening next week, this weekend. We're obsessing on the past. Coach Stellenberg used to harp on us to maximize today. Maximize today, and tomorrow will be, may give you a better chance to take care of tomorrow. If you worry about tomorrow, you're not going to do as good today tomorrow's going to be could be an issue and that was something that kind of resonated with me and then the with coach johnson came in the next year and jimmy johnson used to say before every game somehow some way figure out a way to get it done and i took that to another level of whether it's on the field and like learning to scramble of somehow some way on or off the field it's really our responsibility and we're conditioned and taught as football players to figure out a way to get things done seems pretty simple but it's been something that's been really helpful for my life how are you doing by the way i know that you've been open about the concussions you've suffered in in your career and that's always a big talking point in today's nfl and i know that you've sought treatment on it and you've been outspoken about it so where are you with that portion of your life right now i've I've been super blessed you know us, us us as athletes um with the brain trauma and the CTE and the concussions. It's kind of a new technology, a new science, a new medicines that we're still evolving and learning from. There hasn't been many treatments in the past for this. There's been diagnoses and things of that nature, but not much that really helps you. Uh, I've been blessed. I've been kind of on a personal guinea pig crusade to try more holistic approaches to uh, nutrition and building up of your immune system and building up of your insides um, to help fight off some of the um, ramifications and costs that come with uh, some of these injuries because it's a slow, kind of debilitating issue. And I've, I'm not sure it's right for everybody, but I know this kind of holistic approach that I've used here in Florida and here in Cleveland, what's what's a fantastic doctor, Dr. Todd Pisek. Um, he's got a, instead of just doing surgeries and prescriptions and physical therapy, he tries to have alternative ways of getting you healthy from a more holistic, natural perspective. And it's been fun, it's been phenomenal for me. Check out Bernie's book, Learning to Scramble. It is available now. You can get it directly from BernieCozar19.com. If you're in 
the Westlake, Ohio area. He will be a, doing a book signing on the 18th, which is tomorrow at the Barnes & Noble in Crocker Park. Check out his Facebook page. Uh, seems like a really, really interesting story from one of Cleveland's greatest athletes. Bernie, thanks for joining us this morning. We appreciate it. Great, guys. Have a great day. All you right, too. Man. That's Bernie Kozar. Crocker Park. Yeah, I guess. I don't know you guess. It's Crocker Park. Uh, yeah, no, it is Crocker yeah. Park. Well, what right. did I say? No, you said Crocker. All right. So why'd you correct me if oh. I said it right? I, was, I wasn't I was correcting you. I was just saying Reiterating Crocker. the fact Reiterating that Reiterating is Crocker. Right. Yeah, not Cracker. Crocker. Oh, not Cracker Park. Yeah. Crocker. Where is where's Cracker Park? Everywhere. <laughs> Greg Giannotti, Brian Jones on CBS Sports Radio. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. Lenny Smith you tweeted us again. We forgot when we were talking about those sports cities. Chicago. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. silly of us. How silly. Ah, this is just too obvious. Yeah. You know, we love you, Chicago. Did the hotline bling? <laughs> oh, it did. Yeah, well, for uh, Pete in Vermont on CBS Sports Radio. What's up, Pete? Good morning. God bless you guys. Good morning. How are you doing? Thank you for taking the call. Yeah, Pete, of course. Long-time listener. Yeah, all right, Pete. caller. Yeah. <laughs> Beautiful. Thanks. So, going to break right now before you guys... Uh, Came back, uh, before you guys went to break last time, yeah. West Cracker Town. Are you kidding me? <laughs> oh, that's the most beautiful thing I've heard in a long time, and the funniest thing I've heard in a long time, and that's the reason why I listen to you guys. <laughs> Thanks, Thank Pete. you, man. We appreciate and, it. And, and a sports thing, too, I guess. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. We, we frown upon sports. You know, all these people stick to sports. The hell with that. Well, right. We t- I mean, every now and then you need a little diversion. Yeah. Right, And of I course. guess that is sports. Yeah, no, true. <laughs> Definitely, man. No, we appreciate it, Pete. That means a lot, man. Yeah. Thanks. going. Never quit. <laughs> right. we, won't, we won't quit. We may get fired, but trust we will me, not quit. Trust me, uh, speaking from experience, that's chapter one. <laughs> okay. <laughs> right, especially for the kids in Chicago. I know they're not listening, but it's okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's another story, though. <laughs> Peace. Did Thanks. Did say go Bengals? Sure. Go ahead. Okay. All right. Go Bengals. Coach, Coach Lewis is rallying them. You know that. <laughs> See, Pete. Pete's a little much for me. <laughs> I like ah! I like Pete. That's a great song, man. Play that, Pete. By the way, it was uh, it was Cracker Park, not Cracker Town, for yeah. those that are keeping score. Yeah, yeah. it was Park. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you set me up. To victory. Touchdown, Bengals. Get the points above that board and win a game for Cincinnati. the best part. Here we go. Like someone taking their last breath. Yeah. Really is depressing. Yeah, they're playing better though, right? That's cool. They got they got the Steelers this week, don't they? Oh, we'll see if they're playing better. Be a good one. Let's watch it. Definitely be watch a good it. one. Yes. You see this uh, Barstool Sports thing at ESPN? So... The reason why this is interesting, and someone made this analogy, and I I wish I could give them credit, but I saw it on Twitter, and I don't remember who said it, and it was genius. This is one of those things where I'll probably know the movie reference, and you won't, which is usually the opposite. Okay. But you ever see the movie Wayne's World? 
Long, long time ago, yes. So, you know when the Rob Lowe's character in Wayne's World bought the TV show and then they became commercialized? Okay. So, yeah. like, when this news broke, someone said that this is this is like Rob Lowe uh, buying Wayne's World. They're selling out? Well, some people believe that. Now, I don't know if they're going to be able to do their thing, but you really can't. But they've been highly critical of, like, mainstream media. I mean, their name of their podcast, which is Pardon My Take, is from First Take and Pardon the Interruption, and they're okay. making fun of that. That whole world. Then ESPN sort of like comes in with a whole bunch of money and buys them up. I just, I know it's tough to turn down the money and the mainstream exposure. You Maybe they'll change them? I mean, it kind of has to. If you ever pay attention to the stuff they do, like a lot of it's unfiltered. Yeah. A lot of it's uncensored. So you can't do the same type of show on ESPN that they do now. But. Maybe you, I don't know, it's a tough spot. So I guess my question is a roundabout way of saying, if like if you're some sort of, I don't want to use a term like pioneer or trailblazer, but mm-hmm. if you're someone who has made it to the top in the against the grain. Started at the bottom, now you're here. But right. in the against the grain right. way, like against yeah. the mainstream media way. And then you get to this point where you're highly successful, but you can take that leap into the mainstream. Like the thing that you've been making fun of now wants you. Would you personally be able to do that in the mm. name of mm. making a whole boatload of money? <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone has their price. I guess so. Everyone. And, and I'm sure you will fight back. The founders of that entity will fight back. No, we want to keep it as is. We want to take your money. We're going to keep it as is. But they're going to push back. Hey, we're giving you a ton of cash over here. Uh, I think you're going to have to bow to our needs. And and so you push as much as you can, hoping you can maintain that integrity in which uh, our vision in which you have uh, built this this property. And, and But at some point, you have to give in and say, okay, we, we did this our way. We made it a success. They acquired it. We'll wash our hands of it. Let's go do something else now. Yeah, and it's not the whole thing they bought. It's just like two guys from Barstool doing a show on mm-hmm. ESPN. So it's not like... ESPN bought up the whole thing, uh, but it, to me, that's that's a fascinating media story because yeah, that's great. But that happens all the time. Where yeah, you but feel these... like you're compromised once you're acquired by a certain uh, entity, and 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 then you say, okay, I'm done with this. We we we, we got paid handsomely for it. Let's go do something else. Eventually, that's what happens, and that yeah. happens not just in in in, in this uh, in in this industry. That happens across the board. So you have just you you a business and someone acquires your business and you don't like how they're micromanaging it, even though they've paid you a, a large uh, a price for it. And you decide, okay, I'm done. I got my billion. I'm going to go start another company. I got a buddy that did that. Yeah. If I was those guys, I'd be afraid of them trying to control my content right. because they exactly. don't like it. Yeah. And that would be the worst thing. And eventually it sours. And that's like, why you move on. What's the price though? Like what's the price to compromise oh, wow. who well, you are? This, like that's, to me, it's, that's a very and tough you question only to answer. Compromise it for a little while. You get your change and you know, okay, we're going to try to make a go of this and it doesn't work. doesn't work. You still got your money and you can go start something else. Yeah. Start fresh. I'd say a million dollars to compromise. you. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> a million. Um, well, a million. Well, depends on how much you got in your pocket. Yeah. That's I, well, it depends. I'm talking right. about it like everyday guys like me, not like high rollers like you. No, I'm not. Take a million. What y'all want me to say? <laughs> what park y'all want me to visit? <laughs> I'll even go to that one. Oh, yeah, man. Come on. It's a tent. Sukkot. Thanks to Bernie Kozar, Mikey B. 
Petey Meats, Bogus, Pierre Pete in Vermont. Pete in Vermont. Gio and Jones. Talk to you tomorrow. CBS Sports Radio. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com.